the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello there, how are you? It is the Nick D Podcast. I am your host, Nick DeGilio. How's it going? Episode 91. Oh, we're getting close to episode 100. I don't know what we're going to do. You know, I was looking at the schedule, and it looks like that uh, Eric uh, Childress and Steve Procopi are my scheduled guests for our regular visit on episode 100. Um, But if you want to uh, give some suggestions on maybe some of the other stuff that we can do on that episode... Um, have some fun with, or if you would like to leave a uh, 100th episode uh, greeting, uh, please do. Our voicemails are always open. The voicemail message system is open, and it's invited for you 24-7, anytime at all. You want to leave us a voicemail with suggestions or comments or questions or contributions or, you know, 100th episode greetings or uh, salutations, whatever you want. 773-417-6948. Get all those voicemails in 24-7-773-417-6948. Drop us an email with your thoughts and your suggestions. Anything at all. Again, we want to hear from you. Nick D Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, you want to sponsor? You want to be an advertiser on the podcast? Contact the sales department there at sales at radiomisfits.com. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Again, it is uh, episode 91. My thanks to Jason Skaggs, my main man. Uh, down there in Houston, providing all the great songs and themes and audio for the show. My main man, Ed, who runs Radio Misfits. Uh, couldn't do it without those guys. Radiomisfits.com is the website. Please check out all of the great and varying and entertaining and informative and awesome uh, podcasts there. Rate and review us. Please take the time to rate and review all the episodes and all the, all the podcasts on every platform available. All that cool stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so, uh, so, maybe, uh, so make sure you check that out. And again, 100 episodes coming up soon today is episode 91 it is a tuesday uh, that means my dad's gonna call and tell a joke so uh we always close out the show with my dad visiting uh you know uh disturbing uh, this young lady Hi, i'm carrie russell and i love nick's show i know you do baby but my dad will be here to tell a joke uh esmeralda leon will be here we are uh we've got a whole bunch of new stuff to taste test we love to taste test stuff i taste test with stuff with esmeralda and with my regular guest uh marnie shore who was on the last uh, episode from the takeout but we're, uh, uh, our, our, our good friend Deanna, who is a regular subscriber and listener, sent us a, each a bag full of Shogun candy and snacks straight from Japan. I mean, I have it right here. There's all kinds of crazy candy and snacks and all kinds of crazy stuff that we're going to have to use our Google Lens uh, translators, because it's all written in Japanese, to actually look, you know, to, to, to try and get the description of what we're actually going to eat. So we're going to have some weird Japanese snacks, and uh, we'll check that out. We're also going to talk about food marketing tricks um, that have all uh, uh, you know, tricked us. 
And that's coming up with Esmeralda. And right after, uh, right after uh, we say congratulations, Jim Ryan is going to join us. The great Jim Ryan uh, writes about music, reviews concert, does great interviews. He's a music guy uh, and has a great job. He goes to concerts and he interviews you know, professional and famous musicians for a living. And then he writes about it. He's a great dude, informative, great guy. He also came out to our, uh, to our live podcast event in, um, at Zanies in Evanston, which, by the way, is going to be a regular thing. We'll keep you updated on the next uh, event live event that'll happen at Zanies. We hope you can come out. But yeah, Jim, Jim writes about music for Forbes uh, and uh, Daily Herald. He's got a website called RadioJimRyan.com. And we're in tons of concerts and tons of music to talk about. So it's Music Talk with Jim Ryan coming up right after I say congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. Treat for you, Jim Ryan. Oh, he is on the lion, Jim Ryan. I am about to pour a big bowl of Jim Ryan down your ear hole. Jim Ryan. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Have you ever met a man named Jim? Last name Ryan. Or last name Ryan. First name Jim. Well, this particular one, well, he writes concert reviews. Interviews musicians in golf fans issues. Now's the time we turn up the microphone louder so we can hear what Jim Ryan has to say. That's it. There it is. In all its glory, it's the Jim Ryan theme song, uh, put together again by the wonderful Jason Skaggs. Jim Ryan is a music journalist, a concert reviewer, a guy who's been writing and talking about concerts and music and all kinds of stuff for a long time. You can check out his stuff at Forbes.com. You can check out his stuff at DailyHerald.com, Forbes and Daily Herald. And he's got a website where it's all-encompassing, and that's RadioJimRyan.com. Jim, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, you did wear fancy shoes Tuesday night. <laughs> I walked up to Jason and introduced myself. And before either of us said anything else, we both just started laughing. And then he goes, what kind of shoes are you wearing? There it is. And there <laughs> it is. Uh, Jason, for those of you who might not know, Jim came out to our live event at Zany's just this past Tuesday, uh, a week ago on uh, Tuesday. And it turned out to be a great event. We're going to do it regularly. And I'll plug more of it as it comes along. We got a date coming up in January that we're going to be doing it once a month then. At uh, Zanies and Rosemont, and uh, it was a great time. And Jim came out, and I thank you for coming out, man. And we and Jason Skaggs, who will not be at every event monthly, <laughs> he just flew. He lives in Houston. He flew out for that one time. Um, and uh, Jason, who does all the themes and music and stuff, uh, you, you you got to meet Jason. He's interesting. He's an interesting dude. He was up on stage. Uh, you know, played all the all of our regular themes that we used that night live. And so mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun for you to come out and meet him. I guess right. It was so much fun. Yeah, I got, you know, I got to see Tom Hush. I hadn't seen Tom in a while. It was nice to meet Jason. It was just anyone who's on the fence, go to Zany's next time. It was a blast. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we had a good time. We're going to be doing it every month, me, Ezrelda, and we'll have a special guest each time, uh, and we'll probably do taste testing. Well, I mean, that was fun. Everybody got to taste a bunch of crazy, goofy stuff. Did you eat anything, Jim? While you, you I, <laughs> I had, I had some Kit Kat. I had uh, some splooge filled Twinkie, and uh, right. you handed me a full bottle of turkey gravy soda. So uh, I mean, hard to go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. And we only no. the best for our for our subscribers and our and our contributors. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, it was fun. We'll do it again. But it was good to see it you, was. Jim. And uh, and I know you had a bu- you had some busy time now. <laughs> uh, first of all, tell everybody about uh, RadioJimRyan.com and what they will find there. Um, and uh, and then we'll dive right into the interviews and so many of the concerts that you've seen. We'll talk music. So tell everybody about Radio Jim Ryan. Yeah, Radio Jim Ryan. That's uh, <clears throat> my Twitter handle, my Instagram page, and my website. And uh, all my articles are there. So the Daily Herald stuff is there. Uh, all the Forbes stuff is there. And uh, you know, on Twitter, especially uh, other random surprises, right? <laughs> stupidity, right? Now, um, <clears throat> on Twitter, is Radio Jim Ryan? Do you have a blue check? I want to make sure. <laughs> uh, I'm not paying I... eight dollars for a blue check. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I want to make sure it's really you, man. Uh, you know, no. No, I don't, I don't have one. And I think the whole platform is going to implode in the next 10 days. So it's what really, the hell is the difference? It's really been insane, hasn't it? What's been going on? I, it's just you can't get funnier. And, um, you know, like SNL, um, you know, was just off this last week, which kills me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just I was like, God damn it. They could wait. You know, they could have so done so especially on update. They could have done so much with it. And they're off again this week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, so anyway, but I'm just enjoying uh, that whole thing. I hope it completely uh, implodes and costs him. Uh, my, my favorite, my favorite is the blue check. Uh, my two favorites <laughs> were the blue somebody somebody blue check Tesla. Yes, uh, and then said that they were like the, their their vehicles were walk were driving time bombs or something to that effect. <laughs> and then of course, I think everybody's favorite was when Nintendo. Right, 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 they, right. They had the fake. Somebody bought the blue check and then had uh, Mario given the finger. Who who could have possibly seen any of this coming, by the way? <laughs> I, exactly. like, I can't anyway. believe it. And then they accept Trump back. I he, just, well, it's, and then did I, did somebody told me he said he didn't want to come back. Because oh, did, oh trying, really? And then he's like, hey, you know, I think I'm good on my own. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, you're, you're on that format. So that's good. I mean, you know, we, For now. I, I don't. For now, I use Twitter every once in a while, but not as much as I use the other uh, social medias and the internet. But uh, but it's been exciting. I'll, I will say that. All right. It has. So you have interviewed. Let's get right to some of the interviews that you've yeah. done because you've you've interviewed some true legends, and I'm not just blowing smoke up anybody's ass because <laughs> the three guys that I'm going to ask you about are truly music legends, mm-hmm. um, and in legendary uh, bands. Um, well, first of all, let's start out with Jim Kerr, who is the least of the three legends, oh but my still. God. But still a legend, nonetheless. Um, Jim Kerr, for people who might not know, Simple Minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that I admire and will always worship the man is because at one point he was married to goddamn... <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was married to the coolest chick, well, one of the coolest chicks in rock history. Tell everybody yes. who, at one point, Jim Kerr, Jim Kerr was married to. He, he was married to the great Chrissy Hind. Oh, my God. Who I love, and I love the Pretenders, but she's also kind of a notorious pain in the ass, right? Like, that's always kind of been a little bit of her reputation, which, what, which what, is what, fine. What, she's a rock star. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, first of all, you know, Chrissy Hine can do whatever the fuck she wants, Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned. Because she's goddamn Chrissy Hine. One of my favorite, one of the coolest rock women of all time. By the way, before we get, before we, and now I'm just digressing, did you watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I didn't. Um, okay. 
Um, I was I, I was gone, but I I love all the nominees. I'm with you. Let me just say this: it is I think the best rock and roll induction ceremony show that I've ever seen. Um, it's it's it, interesting because they're building the nominees to me more and more around what that broadcast is going to be, and in yeah. this particular case, it really worked. I mean, it it's great, man. It's gr- the only time I hit fast forward. I'm sorry because I watched it on my DVR. I taped the, it was, yeah. it's four hours long. Every single person who's inducted gets at least a chunk of time. Um, some are obviously behind the scenes, like a lawyer got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they're not going to do a set with him, you know, coming up on stage. You know, and uh, they, you know, like they had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis got nominated, which, uh, got inducted, which of course is please, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but like the show moved, it was four hours long, but it moved. The only time I hit fast forward was during the Lionel Richie thing. I was like, <laughs> Because you know, like they, you know, like Commodores was an afterthought. So I was like, I can't watch him sing all night long. I'll put my foot through the TV, and I don't give a <laughs> shit about Hello or you know, truly, right. you right. truly get the fuck out of here with that. So I fast forwarded through Lionel Richie. But other than that, amazing, and you're gonna love it. Um, and they had some of the coolest chicks in rock and roll there too, because Pat Benatar got inducted. And there was a big Carly Simon thing too, right? Carly Simon and Eurythmics. So Annie Lennox, one of the coolest women that ever lived. And when Dolly and fucking Dolly Parton, man, yes, and Dolly I, I, Parton, dude, singing Jolene with Rob with, with, with Halford. Like, I just keep seeing the photos of them it's even even un- a week after it was recorded. He looks like the happiest guy ever. It's unbelievable. Something I never in my life. First of all, Dolly Parton <laughs> said, you know, as you know, Jim, she, she famously said, yeah. I don't want to do it. I'm not rock and roll. And so she said, OK, if I do it, can I write a rock and roll song and just perform that? And that's what she did. And she came out in a tight, crazy, heavy metal leather costume with chains and shit hanging off of her. She came out with an electric guitar and was jamming with distortion. Uh, And she wrote a song about how she's always been rock and roll. And then everybody came out for the jam session at the end to do Jolene. And and that's all they did. They just did one song. It wasn't a full-on, you know, jam session. Right. Everybody, well, but notably... um, not on stage where Lionel Richie and, and, and Eminem were, were not on stage, which I'm not surprised by. Eminem did, uh, that's not, probably fine. Yeah. did not join the Jolene uh, performance. Uh, but everybody was out there, including Brandy Carlisle and Pink, who, who, by the way, did the most. I love. Are you going to, in, to Wrigley in, uh, in August? I, like, I think I have to because I've never. OK, this is going to shock you, Nick. I've never seen Pat Benatar. Get the fuck out of here are you no kidding me? i had tickets to see her in scenic new lennox earlier this summer and i couldn't go well uh, you have so to. You have i feel to. like i I'm, have to go now i love pink i've never seen too. her i love her i love her and and she was phenomenal like the her introduction when she inducted uh uh dolly parton was the best of the night after her introduction i'm like she should have just fucking hosted the whole thing She's so in in 2001, I was going to Columbia College, and I was doing a morning show on their radio station. Oh, and my wait, co-host... wait, hold on. Hold on. You were doing a morning show? <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't, quite, the, uh, wasn't oh, okay. quite the morning zoo that, okay. uh, that you All guys right. broke down at Zanies, but <laughs> All right. um, we walked out, and there's a stack of flyers sitting right inside the lobby in the Congress in Wabash building at Columbia College that said... Pink was doing a free concert at noon in RV Field in Grand Park, and we're like, we're like, it's like eleven fifteen. Let's just go over there. So we go. There's like and nobody this is there. This is two thousand one. So she's two thousand one. Yeah, and she was doing yeah. like just like a pill and all that kind of stuff was yeah. was just coming out. Yeah, and and and, 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 and I believe the Mulan, Mulan dumbass Mulan uh-huh. Rouge was out at that time too. Yeah. yeah. 
So it was like a Nissan promotion and she went out and she did like six or seven songs. The best part of the whole thing, Nick, was she did a suite of Janis Joplin songs. And for anyone who thinks she's just an average pop star, she could sing. She belted out Janis Joplin as well as I've ever seen it done. And I just stood there totally blown away. She was incredible. she, uh, I think Pink is extraordinary. I yeah, do. And, she and when is. I fir- when I first saw the you know the the announcement of the of the tour, I thought we would get. I thought it was going to be so did I. Everybody, her, <laughs> and Pat Benatar, and Brandy yeah. Carlisle. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, God damn! So you know, I. that's the greatest lineup ever. ever. But then I realized. That they're splitting it up, like Brandy Carlisle is co-headlining yeah. with her and other state, and, and well, I mean, we get Pat Benatar, which is fucking fine with me because I love Pat Benatar. Same. Um, yeah. And by the way, I, I, okay, and I know I know that he's integral to her career, but doesn't it seem like in the past, like fifteen twenty years or so, that Neil Gerardo Geraldo uh, has has kind of like asserted himself a little. Too like, much, yeah. Like his name is in her billing and everything. To, yeah, like, at every and, show, it's it's a little strange. Yeah, and they were inducted like together. It wasn't just Pat. Ben- it was Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. And I'm like, okay, look, I I understand that. And then they explained the whole thing at the ceremony where she, you know, they hooked up as partners, uh, but she was under contract as a solo artist, so she couldn't change the name. Blah blah blah. I understand that, but it always it always and like he spoke way too goddamn much at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Like I'm like, dude. Look, I look. I appreciate you're a great guitarist. You write really good songs, and you guys obviously have a wonderful relationship. Nobody comes to see you, dude. No, like if you weren't there and Pat Benatar was, yeah. people would be fine. You know, you know what I mean. So I was like, dude, step back. Like at the Rock and Roll Hall, he spoke first and he spoke longer. And I'm like, and then when she spoke, he was like digging in. You know what I mean? Like she would look at him and say something. I'm like, fuck him. Step to the side, man. I want to hear from Pat Benatar. So, I was out anyway. this week too, and I was talking to a photographer at one of the concerts I was at. And we were talking about this show, and he was like, well, it's just a shame nobody will get to shoot Pat Benatar. And I said, why won't anybody get to shoot Pat Benatar? And he goes, because of that Neil guy. I go, what? And he goes, <laughs> he mandates that there's no photography, so nobody ever shoots Pat Benatar because of that guy. And I'm like, all right, so I already know now, because come summer, <laughs> we're, we're going to go to this show at Wrigley Field right. and shoot one of the two performers. Great. Right, it won't, yeah. And it's because yeah. of Neil Gerardo. Yeah. And that's so, what I'm told. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, he's, he, he always, I mean, it just seems like, I remember, I went to see, you know, uh, how I celebrated my 40th birthday, Jim. I <laughs> okay. went with friends, and I had a, we had a private box at House of Blues, and we saw Pat Benatar. That's excellent. And that's a great way for someone who, like, you know, basically grew up in the 70s and 80s. Hell Yeah. I mean, I turned 40 and I saw Pat Benatar. Like, what artist? If you're my age, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking perfect. But it was Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. And, <laughs> and that was when my friends, and like, Scott, my friend Scott Oak and I, we were up in the booth. I'm like, Wait, why doesn't he shut up? Because he was like talking before every song. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm here to see your wife, you know? So anyway. Boy, we really derailed already. That, that didn't take very long. All right. Anyway, but to, to sum it up, the, 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 the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, one of the best ever. And I will say this, the best acceptance speech, without question, Eminem. Interesting. Okay. That's I all can't I'm saying. It. And it's Let very me. simple. And there's, there's absolutely about a ha- about a, maybe less than a third of the way into what you know, his speech is. You will go, this is pretty goddamn cool. And, and wow. okay. so anyway, Eminem, best speech, and everything else was fantastic. Just great. Hey, what did you... Uh... How is how is Olivia Rodrigo? Where she was part of the Carly Simon thing, right? I saw a couple. She clips. was. She was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was great. I mean, I'm so every, impressed with her. 
Uh, she's fantastic, man. And like, like holding her own with that group of people too. Yeah, like, I, it was like Brandy Carlisle and Cheryl yep. Crow and stuff, yep. right? Yep, yep, yep. Just it seems was, so it, poised. Yep, it was great. Uh, it was it was absolutely great. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, all the way around. It was it was fantastic all the way around. So nice. anyway, uh, so give it a shot. Okay, back to Jim Kerr, who we got derailed <laughs> because we were talking about cool chicks and rock and roll, yeah. and that would be Chrissy Hine. Chrissy so Hine for sure. Jim Kerr, Simple Minds. You got to talk to him. He, yeah, it's the second or third time I've talked to him, and he has become. I get so excited um, to speak with him. I'm so glad Simple Minds are in the midst of this new productive kind of stretch where they've been putting out albums like a lot because he is the nicest guy. He's he's hysterical. He's he's Scottish, so he's got a very unique sense of humor. Um, yeah. He's just I can't say enough good things about Jim Kerr. And by the way, the new album Direction of the Heart from Simple Minds is awesome. If you like is what it? they do. Yeah, that's tr- those shredding guitar riffs, a little bit of electronic elements, uh, and just really positive, uplifting songwriting about navigating the last strange couple of years. You know, the the al- the cover of the album is a joke. It's uh, beautiful summer flowers set against a gas mask. <laughs> no, there you go. Yeah. So I mean, but uh, it's it's just a great album, and he's just I can't get enough of Jim Kerr. He's he's hysterical, and he's just a nice, nice guy. Where did you interview him? Uh, it was over. It was on a Zoom call, and he goes. So he goes, Jim. Where I can't do the Scottish accent, but he's no, Jim. Yeah. Where are you located? And I said Chicago, and he goes, Okay. He goes, That's what I thought. He goes, I got to ask you a question about the Bulls, and I'm like, What? I'm like, Go for it. I'm like, Yeah. What do you What do you want to talk about? He goes, Do you remember the player named Steve Kerr? And he goes, <laughs> Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. And I'm like, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I remember Steve Kerr. Yes. Yeah. And he goes. He speaks a lot about politics, and I'm like, yeah, he does. I said he's really he uses his post game press conferences to yeah. make a lot of social points. He's he's yeah. a very astute guy. I said, yeah, he does all that. And he goes, ah, it's so interesting. I wonder where that comes from. And I said, do you not you don't know his backstory? Do you know Steve Kerr's backstory? I do not. I do not. His father. So Steve Kerr grew up in Beirut. His father, I think, was a teacher working for the government and was assassinated in a classroom. Oh, okay. Now I do because he spoke out uh, after one of the mass shootings, one of the yeah. nine hundred mass shootings, during a press conference. He didn't even talk about the game, and then he left. Like, remember he mm-hmm. made he that, that was that was the last big. Well, there's a shooting every goddamn every day, day. now. Yeah, uh, but like yeah, it. no, I remember that. So that's his background. Yes, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. So I, when I told him that part, he's like, "Dad, explains so much." He's like, so we wound up having this long conversation about, about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. And the, and the Bulls, and it was that's, really fascinating. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's very <laughs> yeah. cool. No, but Jim Kerr, is, Jim Kerr from Simple Minds, and their new album again, Direction of the Heart, it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. So you got to talk to Jim Kerr one of a few times. Uh, all right, well, let's go to uh, – you got to talk to Nick Mason. Yeah. Uh, drummer for the legendary band Pink Floyd. Um, he's, he is ab- absolutely, I think, one of my favorite rock drummers because he's just one of those unassuming guys who's great. You know what I mean? Like he's a terrific mm-hmm. drummer and uh, he's always been one of my favorites. And, um, and I went through a, a heavy Pink Floyd period when I was like, like 14, 13, like the wall, the wall came out uh, when I was 14. So, I mean, a 14 year old boy hearing the wall for the first, like brand new, like never sure. like, come on, man. I mean that, that it was Roger Waters was like pretending to be a 14 year old boy when he wrote that. So <laughs> especially with the view of women. On that, uh, on that, on that <laughs> album, and the mother issues clearly, but no, Mick, Nick, uh, Nick Mason been with the band. Uh, he's one of the original members of, of Floyd, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and so it's really interesting what he's doing right now. He's about to turn seventy nine in January, by the way. Jesus. And 
played at Chicago Theater, and it was absolutely fantastic. He's put a band together called Saucerful of Secrets. And, oh, there's a, there's that we all know uh-huh. why, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they do Pink Floyd, but only up to Dark Side. They don't do anything from Dark Side on. So they really celebrate the Sid Barrett stuff, and they sure. really put a psychedelic spin on the old Pink Floyd stuff that Roger doesn't play, that David doesn't play. Uh, and it was really cool to hear it at Chicago Theater. That's awesome. I, I love that, like, it's like, look, let those two guys fight. I'm going to play this stuff. You know what I mean? Because famously, mm-hmm. David Gilmore and Roger Waters. Well, Roger Waters yes. and everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. And I mean all humans uh, don't Con- get along countries, with Countries, full Con- countries, yes. <laughs> Clearly presidents, all kinds of people. Um, but within the band, I can't imagine being in a band with Roger Waters. That would be completely insane. Um, yes, but so, but so, so, what was it like talking to him? I mean, he must have had great stories. The guy's in Pink Floyd for Christ's sake. Yeah, he's I, so it was really interesting to hear him talking about how important it is to remind people that there was this era, right? Because I think, especially now, and in, in he said, especially in America, that it's a very, it's a particularly American thing that people kind of well, and it's probably because Gilmore and Waters performed two albums, and that's it ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all people think of in America when it comes to Pink Floyd is those to the, the wall that's, and dark side of the moon. That's way too, that's sad. That's yeah, really so sad. Yeah. It's really important to him to preserve that legacy of Sid Barrett and remind people that, that he was an integral part of the band. It was his band. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that, that all these songs are really good. They opened with one of these days oh, and just destroyed it. Metal, it metal, so metal, good. metal might be my favorite Floyd album. It might be my favorite Floyd album. I fucking love that record so much. They yeah. uh, they closed the first set with "Set the Controls for the Heart of the oh, Stun." They did Christ. "If" right before that. "If" was so good. Oh uh, yeah, it was. I'm not a huge Floyd guy, and that show was great. It was really good. Yeah, nice guy though too, Nick Mason. Or yeah, he's he's another one with a really funny sense of humor. Um, because when I called him, we couldn't we couldn't get him right away, and it turned out. He was trying to do it via Zoom in his hotel room, but there was no Wi-Fi. Yeah. So he went down to the lobby, and he was basically—I was just—he was wandering around the lobby of the hotel yeah. talking wait, about. Wait, no, wait—you had which... difficulty hooking up with someone virtually. How the hell did that happen? Really? <laughs> Can you? Believe I don't that? know anything about that. Uh, approaching a year doing this podcast, I don't know anything <laughs> about how difficult sometimes it is. Yeah. Just—I yeah. mean, just let, let me tell you something, Jim. The the what went into eventually getting Suzanne Vega connected with me oh, on this you podcast told, you told me about was this, a yeah. fucking nightmare and m- multiply that by 80 because you know i don't know if you know this but i kind of like suzanne vega yeah yeah <laughs> i heard something about that and just you know like the hour and a half it took for us to finally and i only had her for you know how it is Jim, these people have a yep. schedule that they have to adhere to, and you're not important. You know what I mean? It's like, look, I, <laughs> I've given you a window of a half an hour. That's it. And we went way past that, and Suzanne was amazing. She's like, okay. Oh, is that a train? Uh, that is a train. Oh, uh, hold on a second. How often does a train go by? So often you won't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to play that. We have to play that Thank every you. time Jim is on. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so you had some difficulty hooking up with, uh, with Nick Mason. It's fantastic. Technology is amazing, isn't it? It is, but I got to say, at Zany's, you get, that was flawless. I was so impressed. There was not a single hiccup. Everything was perfect. It flowed. Yeah. There was no technical issues whatsoever. No, I just, no, it, it was good. And uh, no, we're, I mean, everything about that show turned out great, which is why we're going to do it again. It was. But, sorry yeah. to bring it back to that. No, that's cool. No, listen, you know, you know, we, we, we never digress, Jim, when you and I talk. We never. 
Ever digress. So Nick Ever. Mason, and people can see that at Forbes, right? The interview with Nick yeah, Mason. that's that's at Forbes. Uh, there's some really cool photos in there too. We had we had great photos. Awesome. Yeah, Nick Mason's great. Now, I, you know, people who don't know about the whole Sid Barrett era, uh, or either the, the the immediate Sid Barrett leaving the band uh, because they they did. I mean, look, Sid Barrett when when Sid Barrett was with the band, it was a completely different band, completely right. yep. different. Um, and you know, but all of that. I mean, a lot of the early Floyd stuff, the Saucer Full of Secrets, and the you know the early you know like Uma Guma is one of my favorite one of my favorite albums, and even earlier than that, the stuff that was Sid Barrett related. Uh, but metal is uh, metal is one of my favorite pre Dark Side because everybody knows everything after Dark Side, you know. Um, yeah. So and uh, by the way, be- his gu- oh, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 uh, his, his his guitar player in that band, by the way, yeah, is Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet. No shit, really. So if you're if you're curious to hear the guy from Spandau Ballet playing David Gilmore guitar licks, this is your opportunity. All right. Well, those and are, it was pretty good. It's it pretty it's good. Not, it's not easy to replicate one of the most distinctive nope. guitar sounds of all time. No, nobody he did a nice job on it. Nobody sounds like Gilmore. Gilmore still uh, the author of my favorite guitar solo in the history of music. And that is uh, comfortably numb. numb. The best That's guitar solo, the best guitar solo of all time, and and that guitar. People have tried it before. You ever listen to the? I'm sure you've listened to the. Uh, people have tried to to capture that Gilmore sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just he does something with a Strat. I don't know what the hell he does with it, but he, <laughs> he like when David Gilmore plays a Stratocaster, it doesn't sound like anybody else playing a Strat. No. It just doesn't. Um, it only sounds like David Gilmore. But I'll tell you this: Roland Orzabal came pretty close on Shout. That's that. <sighs> That's yeah. the solo on Shout. I'm like, oh. dude, that's pretty strong. That's a pretty I'll strong that. David. That's a pretty strong David Gilmore <laughs> imitation right there, dude. Nice job. So anyway. All right, Nick Mason, you can check that out at Forbes. All right. Well, Roger Taylor from Queen, I hope you told him that the movie Bohemian Rhapsody is a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> that um that he should not be happy about what they did to Freddie and how they told his life story. Did you lead with that? Did you say, hey fucker, what's the deal with pissing on uh, Freddie's grave? You didn't he, he you didn't lead up- with that? I know because he he went straight into Taylor Hawkins, and so I was right. like, "Oh Jesus!" Now you're making me feel bad. Okay, I was all like, right. yeah, I was like, no, so I'm like, I can't go. I <laughs> no. can't just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let me. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. get to him, but we'll uh, that film, forget. that piece of shit film you did, yeah. that that pissed all over Freddie Mercury. Tell me about that. Let's talk about another dead guy, okay, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a little inappropriate. Yes, Hello? of course. Hello. That Hello. Like, yeah. Hello, anybody there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. No, yeah, I'm, I'm here. That, that would have yeah, been. That no, been that would have been you talking to. Yeah, yes, Roger Taylor. Listen, yeah. So what? Taylor Hawkins, whatever. Listen, I got to talk. I got a bone to pick with you about that fucking yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, obviously it didn't come up, but it was the Taylor. Uh, God bless Taylor Hawkins. Uh, yeah. Tragic. Obviously, we all know that and addiction sucks and um and taken from us way too soon um and that concert uh was unbelievable the taylor hawkins tribute concert was uh, unbelievable that concert went until like midnight one in the morning or something and i had him on the phone at noon the next day so he was still processing yeah it was kind of it was pretty crazy um it was just strange the way it worked out because after the london one i had brian may on the phone within a day or two of it and then this one it just and both of them had albums out it was it just kind of worked out that way it wasn't yeah um, that was the day they suggested for the phoner, and I'm like, really? That's does he want to do it then? And they're like, yeah. Right. And he'll well, talk t- about t- the tributes. So I'm like, okay. Tell me about talking about to, to Roger Taylor, another legend. So it was. I mean, again, so watching him and Brian May do these Queen songs with Dave Grohl, right? It's so great. And then I didn't know this. Um, so you know the band The Darkness. 
course. Yeah. Rogers, Roger Taylor's son, Rufus Taylor, is the drummer of the darkness. Whoa. Really? And, yeah. And his Rufus Taylor's godfather is Taylor Hawkins. So that's how close Roger Whoa. Taylor of Queen and Taylor Hawkins were, that Roger had Taylor oh. Hawkins be the godfather to his son. I didn't know oh, any of that until we man. were on the phone. And I was just like, again, like that. You know, yeah. the, the, that pain there was still kind of was still kind of real with him. Oh it was just, yeah. it's just a sad reminder. Wow. Well, he's got a live album. He um, does. The The Outsider. Tell me about that. Uh, Brian May is on a couple of tracks that they recorded in London, but the whole idea of this album was to, you know, it was coming out of the, the pandemic. It was recorded uh, in in twenty twenty one as stuff started to come back, and it was. Basically, the idea for him was to just strip it down and play in way smaller venues by design. So most of these venues were like within like the one to three thousand capacity range. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. for him playing, you know, these giant stadiums with Queen, this was quite a departure. Uh, so he went in there, and there were a bunch of cool covers. He put his own spin on Queen songs, and then he sings a lot of this stuff, which he's a hell of a singer. I didn't, I didn't know that, but he's. He's quite great. He, uh, he yeah. sings. He sings a few Queen songs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, so, so, yeah I mean, he's you know he's back. You can't see him <laughs> because he's back there. You know, uh, but but no, he he sings a few Queen songs. But well, yeah, he uh, there's some well chosen covers. Uh, they they did some Bowie. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff, and it was it's, the album's really good. Surprisingly good. So that's the Outsider, uh, the Outsider Tour Live. That's the uh, Roger Taylor. How yeah, he put you, out how, a solo album. Uh, mm-hmm. He put out a solo album called The Outsider, and then this is documented oh, tour. So got it. there's additional tracks that aren't on the Outsider album that they did in this tour. So the Queen covers, the Bowie covers, all that kind of stuff. How long did you get to talk to him? We were on the phone for like 35, 40 minutes. It was oh, nice. It was pretty great. Yeah, that's cool. That's a legend. All right, Roger mm-hmm. Taylor, Nick Mason, Jim Kerr, talking about Steve Kerr. All right, fantastic. <laughs> uh, now before we get to some of the. Uh, older concert reviews that you had. And again, all this stuff you can check out Forbes.com, daily Herald.com, radio, Jim Ryan.com. Uh, you just this past week, as we record this, you <laughs> yes. have gone to a concert for, what did you say? Six nights in a row. You were at six nights. Well, it, your, your podcast was one of them. So oh, six, okay. Six well, you're nights counting. In a row. Okay, cool. All right. I'm counting cool. that. All right. Uh, but six nights in a row. Yeah. Really, uh, really putting the updated booster, uh, to the test. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there were no masks on in my at my show. Uh, that's, that's what we're seeing everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, there weren't that many people there. We, we, we had like well, close to a hundred people there, so it wasn't like it was you know thousands of people. Well, again, one person could cause a problem, so I don't know what right. the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what what were some of the ones that you've gone to recently? What have, what have you seen recently? Um, I, I have to pull up my Facebook page because oh, I think- okay. You, have you PTSD forgotten already? The, yeah, I'm getting PTSD from that last <laughs> six. Well, that's stress. a lot going out every single night and going to a different show every night. You know, uh, uh, that, you know, it's got to be. It's yes. got it, to be close to something. Uh, you know, six uh, Saturday. It's crazy. Saturday night was a drive by truckers. They did a, a pair of shows. They did Talia Hall, and then they did a really special thing at Fitzgerald's, which is obviously a small venue for them. Yeah, uh, they were both benefits for the the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. So, oh, nice. A great cause. A couple of sold out uh, shows with the Drive by Truckers, who are, okay. who in my opinion, are one of the greatest live bands in America. Never seen so them. Uh, like them very oh, much. By the way, you, you mentioned Talia Hall. That was the last concert I went to. Who was at Talia Hall? Uh, Goblin. They 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 Ooh, live okay. they li- they live scored Suspiria. 
uh, Very the movie nice. Suspiria. They did the live score to Suspiria on Halloween weekend, and uh, that's the fourth time I've seen Goblin live score Suspiria. <laughs> I, nice. I kind of like that movie a little. It's one of you know uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. For me, the scariest movie ever made. And to watch Claudio and those crazy Italian bastards doing the doing the score as the movie is as you're watching the movie is pretty spectacular. It's coming nice. back. They're coming back. You should probably try and go. I would do um, that. End of November. End of this month. I can't remember what date. Twenty fifth, maybe. Okay. They're coming back. They're coming back to Talia Hall to do it again. Nice. Uh, we'll check have you it seen out. the movie Suspiria? I have not, but I oh, see dude. you posting about it all the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you can see it, if you can get in there and you can see Claudio and Goblin do the live score, you'll never be the same person again. I'm telling okay. you. Okay, that. that's that's so, high praise. Okay, it's amazing. Okay, so that there's uh, they, they were at uh, Talia Hall. Uh, who else? You saw Drive By Trucker. Who else? Uh, it was Monoskin on a Thursday night oh, at the, uh, God at the Aragon. <laughs> Listen, I love those guys, man. They're, I do they're, too. They're the only ba- they're one of the only bands like from now that I like because I don't like any of this new shit. I want to stay home, be old, and listen to Sabbath. You know what I mean? I do. Um, but Monoskin is fucking great. Those guys are great, and they th- put on a fantastic show. I Nick. Bet they did, and and, and a lot of my fee- my feed was loaded with people who were at the Aragon that night. So tell me about it. Was it was it was it a fun show? Great show. First headlining tour of the U.S. Right, which is kind of crazy the way they've they've caught really? fire here in the last two years. Yeah, because they did they did all the international stuff, and then coming here they hit festivals there at Lollapalooza. So this was their first headlining American tour, which is pretty wild. That's amazing. And didn't your 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 photographer, your buddy, well, who's your photographer again? Your buddy, uh, Barry Breckheisen, the the best rock and roll photographer in the city he, of Chicago. He rules. Great meeting him. We met at uh, we did at, at Boy uh, George Culture Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy George, and mm-hmm. uh, and so, um, but yeah, his daughter. Is a big Maniskin fan? Is that she's a huge Maniskin fan, and yeah, we we took her to La. She came with to Lollapalooza that day, yeah, <laughs> and loved them there. So we were like, all right, we got to go to yeah. Aragon if we can avoid being on the floor because that seems like it would no. just be a shit show Insane. with a seven year old. Yeah. Uh, so we were in a box with the Aragon, and yeah, she had, she it was it's hysterical because she knows the album way better than I do. I had to keep like they've actually it's such a refreshing thing. They've been shaking up the set list, which is seems to be kind of a radical concept uh lately everybody seems to be just rolling out the same set list night in and night out but they were it so i had to keep asking the seven-year-old i'm like hey which uh which song <laughs> is this <laughs> is that this or is that which which one are oh it's this one okay uh, thank you asking <laughs> yeah. the seven-year-old man uh-huh. oh, that's cool that's cool <laughs> seven-year-old in damascus how would you for people who might not know who, who who they are how would you describe uh to someone who you know who has no idea who they are how would you describe Maniskin to them Kind of, kind of alternative garage rock. Does that does that sound right? With a really, really unique vocal. Yes, I think that's good. And unique clothing. Yes, um, yeah. The singer uh, was was had this giant oversized suit on. He looked like David Byrne out of uh, Stop Making Sense. He really did. Very cool. No, no, I love those. I love them. They, they rock hard, and uh, I just I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of those guys. I think they're great. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and it was obviously it was packed. I mean, yeah, it know. was, Oh my God, that place. I mean, I have a soft spot for you and I've talked about the Aragon many times. Yes. I have a soft spot for the Aragon. I know that I know going in that the sound is liable to be God awful yep. and I don't care. It's, it's I, so fun to just look around that place and Marvel. I, I agree. I've had so many memorable, so much memorable I've times in that place. Um, and yeah, no, the sound is never good. <laughs> I very rarely do they get the sound right. And, and right. sometimes it's, oh, it, at, at best it's okay to good, mm-hmm. but the majority of the time it, the, sh- the sound at the Aragon is shit. That's just, you, 
Yeah, you can get away with it for for a loud rock band. You can get away with it, but I, I remember seeing Florence and the Machine there early on, like really early on, like 2011. Yeah. And I'm like, I I see a harp player on stage. I yeah, she seems to be playing I, it. I I'm I, not I, hearing it. I, the, the, one of the sometimes it's if they because I don't you know sometimes you'll have somebody with doing an acoustic show there or a close to an acoustic show there, and that'll be yeah. okay. Um, and that turns out okay, but when you have to like mic a bunch of different instruments and try and get them down, because that room is just one ec- one giant echo chamber. It wasn't built for concerts. It's a, it was a ballroom, yeah. you know. I, I've a, seen hip hop in there, and oh, I saw it's not P. a great e. place for hip hop. No, yeah, I saw P. Run the Jewels I, there. Yeah, I, it's ridiculous. But but I will say this: Ana DeFranco was fantastic there. The sound, the Aragon, was, wow, interesting. Yeah, okay, yeah, Ana DeFranco was the probably the best sounding concert I've ever seen at Eric. I'd love to go see that there. Um, I, I saw the Deftones, and their their sound did really well. They're a perfect circle. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, Green Day, the Black Crows, going going way back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, me too. I've got a, a ton. It's a great place, legendary, legendary place. And what's it called now? Byline Video. The byline. The, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the, by, the Byline. Why, why are we promoting Byline? Yes, the Byline Bank Aragon Ballroom. Get the fuck out! Yeah, you, you don't you don't say that. You just say it's the Brawl Room. That's you either call it the Aragon or you call it the Brawl Room. That's what you here's. Call it. Here's my only observation since they, they've since they've taken it over, they've done a bunch of upgrades, which is great because oh, the place now the place looks better than it's looked in a long time. Okay. I mean that in a good way. All right. Um, but one of the things I don't like is they've extended the stage out toward the floor further. So it's a bigger stage now. They can stage bigger productions. But the result of that is that you've taken up part of the floor space of what was already a very cramped venue. And if you yeah. are down on if you are down on that floor now, you used to be able to always find room at the back if you just no. wanted to be away from people. Oh, there is or off to the sides by the bars, none of that room exists anymore. If it's sold out, it is just oh. packed to the gills and you can't move and it's no. I'm too old little, for that shit. I am that's I where am, I'm at. <laughs> I am fucking I am Danny Glover when it comes to that too. shit. I can't do it. I mean, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. do it anymore. I just can't. Um, you know, that's why I went upstairs for Goblin. So that's you know. the other thing they're doing now, Nick. You have to, <laughs> since Live Nation owns it now, they're selling yeah. all those boxes. No, I know. Especially, you can't just with a general admission ticket go no. up there anymore. I'm I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> my my wallet is aware of that uh, <laughs> uh, because I I'm not going to stand downstairs. I mean, Dahlia Hall is not nearly as crazy and cramped as Aragon. No, there's there's room at the back if you want. But yeah, I'm way. also 57 and I want to fucking sit down. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm not. So so anyway. All right. Uh, so so uh, they, no, now let's get to some of the some of the okay Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp. Now that seems like a weird. And it played the Chicago Theater, and I was downtown. I was in the Loop that night. Oh God! So you saw this crowd? I did see the crowd, and I had gone to a movie screening, and then after I left the movie screening, the show was still going on. But I was walking down because the the I take the CTA, and I walked down Lake, uh, to good to get to the Blue Line. And I was walking, and I looked inside, you know, like through the windows, but uh-huh. you know, the back part of the of the Chicago Theater. Um, and I saw some of the people waiting in line to get beer, and I'm like, yes, that looks like Jeff Beck people. Oh, wait, those look like Johnny Depp people. <laughs> and and um, why? Well, how did you know they were Johnny Depp people, Nick? Because well, one, they dressed weirder. There's that. Did you did you Two, see anybody dressed as Jack Sparrow? Like yes, I did. I, yeah, okay. no, 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 absolutely. I there, <laughs> listen. There are Jack Sparrows who just show up uh, anywhere. At a tra- at a train station, they just walk in like, oh, there's a guy dressed as Jack Sparrow. You know, uh, you get used to it, especially if you go to as many, you know, cons as I go to. And I host. Same, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a yeah. host at a horror con. So, yes, I you get to see a lot of Jack Sparrows. But it was like the it was the, the Beck crowd was the fat old drunk guys. Those were the that was the Beck crowd. 
Um, and you know, yes. I, I posted on your posted on you when you posted on your <laughs> on your Facebook. I was like, oh, Beck showed up um, because there was a period of time when because Beck is notorious. Jeff Beck was notorious for being either shitty live um, or showing up extraordinarily late and cutting his set short or just not showing up. <laughs> There was a period of time, especially in the 80s, I believe, and, uh, you know, I, this, I don't know this is confirmed, but I believe he was enjoying things that you put up your nose in the 80s. I, uh, I can't and, confirm that. I've just, and, I heard yeah. he's an asshole, so all this you know, checks. He's a, and a raging prick is what, I, is yeah. what I've heard about Jeff Beck. Like, the thing is, people say, amazing guitarist, absolute prick. Um, but, but so, you know, so the history of this guy being late, being a prick, not showing up <laughs> and Johnny Depp just being going through the shit he's gone through in the past couple right. of years, it seems like what the hell And the place was packed, right? So yeah, it was sold out. Um, when they announced the show, it was just Jeff Beck and they have an album out together called 18 because they say that that's how, that's how they feel when they're around each other, Nick, that they make each other feel like they're 18 again. <laughs> I say, uh, yeah, I know. Take that for whatever, whatever you want. Um, but so as the show I'm got sorry. closer, then, I find that hilarious. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it is, it is hysterical. Uh, it, so the album, I think it's the worst selling album of Jeff Beck's career. So Johnny had opened all the European dates and then, then the album came out and flopped. And the rumor was that Johnny wasn't going to do the dates because the album flopped. So when the show got announced for Chicago Theater, it was just Jeff Beck. And then all of a sudden, like a month and a half later, they're like, oh, and Johnny Depp will be there too. So they do this full set, right? It's 20, 20 song set. Uh, the first 11 songs were just Jeff Beck. Johnny's yeah. nowhere to be seen. And then Johnny did come out and do tracks 12 through 17 and the last song. He did the last two songs. He did the encore. Okay. Um, and he plays guitar and he sings, right? He that, plays guitar and he, I think he sang on like two tracks. Yeah. Okay. And, so and he played he, what, what was what was Johnny Depp's band? What was? Uh, oh, the uh, the Hollywood Vampires with Alice yeah, Cooper. That's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was because they used to play Viper Room because that was his room. Mm -hmm. That was his place because yeah, they used to play Viper Room back in the back in the early nineties when people were dying. People were dying the there. Room. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, I mean, was it well, was the show, was it good? Well, how was so it? So it's it's interesting. So like. Jeff Beck came out and did something which I never see Jeff Beck do, which was he opened with Freeway Jam. Um, he did? He opened with it. <laughs> so, like, it was this bizarro thing where, like, Jeff Beck, like, like, now he's embracing these songs. I don't know. So he comes out and opens with Freeway Jam and Loose Cannon and then did an instrumental cover of Caroline No by the Beach Boys off Pet Sounds. Okay. They did a Dennis Wilson cover together, him and Johnny, Time by Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. Yes, I know that. There's there's another Beach Boys track on the album. What? I know, it's so strange. And then they did there were some covers that were really good. They so they the first song Johnny came out for was Rumble by Link Ray. Jam. So Jeff Beck playing Jam. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Johnny's kind of hiding in the shadows, just kind of <laughs> adding some rhythm but it was right. it was cool uh they did a day in the life by the beatles was their their track going to encore God. jeff beck did little wing by hendrix during the encore which was sure. great yep and then they did this i think it's terrible you can make your own call they do they closed with a cover and it's on the album of killing jokes the death and resurrection show now i like killing joke i just I, don't know that i need jeff beck and johnny depp doing it i yeah i don't think i need that in my life 
It was right. a strange evening. That's all I could yeah. say. Because then, so like when Jeff Beck's on, <laughs> it's like you said, it's the old fat guys because it's a very right. male intensive crowd for Jeff no, Beck, right? No question. Yes. And then, yes. and so yes. the whole time, people, there's tons of people in cosplay, right? In the Jack Sparrow costumes and stuff who got to be sitting there scratching their head because Johnny doesn't come out until song 12. So they're getting madder. Like Johnny, we love you. He's not even on stage and this craziness is happening. So when he does finally come out at track 12, uh, it was like the Beatles at the amphitheater or something, screaming, just that wail, that loud nonstop scream for Johnny. And And all the fat, Old guy, got Jeff up back and got like, Who the fuck is that? I'm going to get some. Be- yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it went. It was a uh, very strange, one of the so- stranger rock crowds I've been around well, in a while. You know what? The way that you describe it is exactly how I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Like I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised by because I heard Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp because I didn't know they made a record together. That's your job to find mm-hmm. that out. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I had to listen to it too. <laughs> All right, real quick here. Um, please tell me the B-52s ruled because I love them. strange one, but yes, yes, they were. So for some reason on their, yes, they were great to answer your question, but they're doing their farewell tour. And for some reason, Casey and the Sunshine Band is the opening act. That's weird, but I love Casey and the Sunshine Band. So everybody, I, every, I hate Casey and the Sunshine Band, but everybody, (laughs) everybody I have said this to is like, Wait, that's awesome. I'm like, is it though? Okay. Everybody yes. seems really excited but me. Yeah. Oh, I admit it. come on. How, how do you not like Casey and the Sunshine Band? What are you, a commie? <sighs> are you a commie? What? Now, this is not an anti-disco thing. There is some There is some disco I can I can enjoy. Those songs are not among, where every song is about, you know, a booty, groovy. No, it's just not my thing. I'm come sorry. Come on, man. Mm-mm. Nope. Wow. Um, I will say this very quickly. You know, my buddy uh, Bill Janovitz from Buffalo Tom. Yeah. Uh, he toured with. Uh, oh, I saw that tour. Grant Parker and Kate Pearson at Martyrs. Hey, we were in the same room, <laughs> and we didn't know each other. Yep. Uh, but I ended up hanging out with uh, Bill. Like we took the, him to Simon's that night for his first date. Never oh been to God. Simon's before. Okay. We took him to Simon's there that night, and it was the it was Lost fun. Songs of Lennon and McCartney. I remember That's that. Right. that. I was bought that night. album. That was it's a great album, and they mm-hmm. were great. And Kate, Kate Pearson, lovely. I adore Just, her. She's so lovely and was so nice and so sweet and got pictures with her and talked to her and all kinds of cool stuff. And then, and then Bill, that was the night that Bill said yes to writing the music for a play that I wrote and directed. That oh, was the that's night. amazing. He found the script in the back of the car as we were driving him to Simon's. He's like, what's this? And I'm like, hey, it's a play I'm writing. You want to do the music? He's like, all right. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. No, I got the guy from Buffalo Town to do the music for a play that I wrote and directed. But no, that night I met Kate Pearson, who I love, and I love B-52s. All right, I can't, I can't, I don't even understand. We have to process this KC <laughs> and the Sunshine Band thing at another time. We don't That's have. T- I don't have time to to school you on why you're so I, fucking wrong on. Hey, Casey look, I I'm the first one to admit that there's a hell of a lot of hits there, way more than I realized they had. There Are you kidding me, man? Five or six bona fide, major, legitimately giant hits. So I give. Yeah, them they do. They Casey and the Sunshine Band rules, and yeah. I and I don't like the fact that like they 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 their songs have been used for like shitty like that. Uh, Please don't go, which is one of my favorite Casey and the Sunshine Band songs of all time was used in that goddamn Dahmer thing on Netflix. And I was like, what the fuck? I wanted to punch Ryan Murphy in the mouth. I was like, how dare you, man? Uh, so anyway. But okay, so Casey the Sunshine Band, you don't like him. You're wrong. All right, now let's go on to the B-52. <laughs> how, great were the B- how, how great were they? 
They so they were they were fantastic. And Kate Pearson's about to turn seventy five, by the way. Gotta be kidding is, me. She looks absolutely dynamite. She sounds like there's there's just singing those songs in the original key. Just I can't say enough good things about it. It's it's one of those ones where it's like it's a farewell tour, but they are absolutely leaving at the top of their game. They're still awesome. Yeah. Fred Schneider's up there playing the Glockenspiel. Oh, um it was it was great. It was so fun. It was just I saw, fun. I saw B-52s. Jesus, I've seen them like three or four times. Uh, but uh, the best time I ever saw them was, oh, my God. I can't even remember what, how many years ago. It was them and Blondie. And it was oh, that's, that's un- outstanding. Believable. I mean, come on. B-52s and Blondie? I mean, it doesn't, you know. But yeah, so I'm glad that they. Of hits. I'm glad that they sounded good and that they were. Did did uh, I? You know, because Fred Snyder had a, had a brief solo career. They mm-hmm. didn't do. Mm-hmm. He didn't do Monster in My Pants, did he? No, he did not do that. Okay, God damn it! Because I love that thing. There's a monster in my pants, and in it my does pants, a naughty dance uh. in my pants. Don't you know? Ah, uh, rules. That guy cracks me up. He's the best, man. He's the best. B-52's KC and the Sunshine Band. And that was at Chicago as well, Chicago Theater, right? Chicago Theater. They did two sold-out nights. They opened with the private Idaho. It, uh, and I forgot how much uh, – oh, man. Another one of the songs on uh, on the album with Love Shack. Okay. Oh, man. What the hell's the name of that song? I, I'm, I'm Dead I'm Man's Dead. Dead. Oh, yeah. What the hell's uh, – Dead Man's Party. No, that's no, no, that's that's, no, that's Danny go. Elfman. That's Danny Elfman. Yes. What the fuck? I'm getting my I'm getting my weird '80s guys mixed up. Uh, dead something club. Yeah, B-52's yeah. Dead Deadbeat Club. Deadbeat Club. It was right. Deadbeat Club. Yeah, I love that song. It was so good. I forgot how much yeah. I enjoyed that song. Fred walked off the stage during that, and it was just Cindy and Kate singing it, and it was just great. It was awesome. Yeah, they're the best. So B-52s, there are other reviews. You reviewed Lizzo, uh, uh, just because we only have like a minute. Lizzo, yay, nay, was it good? Was it, what, what, how was it? It was good. She's another one. Her, her, her message of, you know, ex, you know a positive body yep. image and acceptance, all this stuff, yep. the world needs to hear that, and it, it was great. Cool. Uh, the Who, uh, and this was with an orchestra. Roger uh, Daltrey is like pushing 80. Him and Peter both pushing 80, and they yep. just absolutely killed it. Yep, I have I have hardcore fans of, of friends of mine who are r- ridiculous Who fans. So, all right, and all of those articles: the Roger Taylor, Nick Mason, Jim Kerr. The you, you saw the Pet Shop Boys in New Order for Christ's sake. That's another mm-hmm. great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that speaks to me as well. <laughs> I got pieces pieces coming this week: an interview with Paul Oakenfold, an interview with Daryl Jones from the Stones, who has a documentary out that's really good. Cool. Yeah, it's been a it's been a busy month, but in a did good you, way. Did you spend the entire time talking to Gerald Jones about Sting? <laughs> we did we got in well he's another one he's got his first gig is with miles davis right then yeah. he joins the stones for 30 years he plays with sting he's yeah. on madonna's blonde ambition yes. tour it's yes, like the man yes, ha- the man has some stories he's a fucking legend and you've mm-hmm. talked to him yes oh man that documentary have you seen his documentary i'm not no i've not really seen good. it yet i can't wait it's to see it chicago he's from here it plays a huge yep. part in it it's good Oh, so cool. All that stuff is available. Forbes.com, DailyHerald.com, and all of it you can find at RadioJimRyan.com. Hey, listen, have a fantastic Thanksgiving, my friend. Um, you too. Thank you. And thank you for coming out to Zanies. And uh, we'll talk to you again uh, soon and uh, get your thoughts on uh, – we'll probably talk to you one more time before the end of the, uh, before the, end of the year just to get some, some of your best ofs, okay? I look forward to it. Okay, cool. Jim Ryan, everybody. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Nick. All right, there you go. Jim Ryan, uh, check him out at RadioJimRyan.com, Forbes and Daily Herald. Music reviews, music interviews, concerts, all kinds of great stuff. Very cool dude. Okay, you know who else is cool? Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. 
Leon joins me on every episode, and let's say hello to Esmeralda. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How all are right. you? I'm uh, I'm all right. Um, how, did you? Did, and I know that Colin's been working a lot, so uh, not a, not a not a crazy weekend. You guys didn't go out and do anything crazy. Yeah, we didn't. I uh, stayed in. It was pretty chilly out as well. So it was, man. Um, yeah, it was. And I went to Tom and Lauren's wedding. On Saturday, without question, the coldest wedding I've ever gone to. <laughs> was it outside? My, well, getting there was because, I mean, mm. the church, beautiful church, right on the campus mm-hmm. of Loyola University in Rogers Park. Oh, lovely. But, but right, literally right on the lake. Oof, and yeah, yeah. Unbelievable typhoon type winds and snow <laughs> and wind chills of not of like two it was like two degrees it was unbelievable and walking around to the front of the because the front of the church faces the lake mm-hmm. oh my god it was so <laughs> crazy cold and i took like i took public trans there mm-hmm. and so you know i'm uh, um, I'm waiting for the bus, and it's not. It wasn't that bad because the, where I was waiting for the bus is across the street from my place, and it you can go inside because there's an L stop. The blue line stop is right there, so you can wait inside oh, okay. for the bus. But waiting for the red line, oh <laughs> my god! And then the walk from the red line to the church to the church, it was fucking freezing on Saturday, Ooh. and I mean the wind, fifty mile an hour gusts. I'm not kidding. Snow going up my ass. It was. Uh, it was. Oh lord! It was freezing, and um. So yeah, but the, I mean, the, it was cold as hell. And then at night, <laughs> at night it was even colder. Getting to the reception, mm-hmm. you know, like walking from because the reception was at Biagio's, which is an Italian themed banquet hall right on Central near Irving, literally a block from where I went to high school. Right across the street from Portland. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it's, it was great. But the walk just from Irving to, like, Cullum, my balls fell off. It was so goddamn cold. Oh, it was, no. It was unbelievable. Were you able to collect them? Yeah. Yeah. It was really... I, I actually... It, it felt I like... I think I broke my ass. Yeah. I almost slipped and busted my <laughs> ass a couple of times. It was, oh, no. It, it was like oh, this. No. That's me hitting the ice. Oh, boy. Oh, How was the wedding otherwise? Beautiful. Oh. oh, lovely. And Lauren was breathtakingly beautiful. Tom, you know, I mean, he's a handsome motherfucker anyway. Yeah, whatever, that dude. Whatever. <laughs> and he was tall and beautiful, and he looked fantastic. But Lauren was, I mean, seriously, <laughs> Lauren was just like, oh, like you saw her, and it was just beautiful. Angel. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, and the How was church, the reception? The reception was great. Uh, uh, they put all of us, um, you know, radio jagoffs in the corner. They stuck us <laughs> at a table in the corner. So nice. it was me. He, who, here's who was stuck in the corner. Uh, it was okay. me, um, mm-hmm. Andrea Darlis, mm-hmm. uh, her guest, um, mm-hmm. Stephanie. Uh, who is mm-hmm. you know program director at WLS and former uh, uh, employee of WGN? Uh, Steve Cochran and his wife. Oh wow! And Amy Guth, who I've not seen in a very long time, and her date. 
and we were all just like the radio people in the corner just yapping and bitching about ex-bosses. <laughs> Me and Steve, Andrea, and um, and Amy spent most of the time bitching about how much of a jag off the guy who now runs uh, GN is. Right. <laughs> so we... <laughs> so it was great. It was great. I mean, I hadn't seen Amy in a long time, and she's just the. I, I used to call her the lovely Amy Guth. I followed her on Saturday evenings, mm-hmm, so we used mm-hmm. to see each other every Saturday, and we did crosstalk. And you know, I stole Tom from her because she he produced. Oh, wow. He was producing Amy's show when he got hired to do full time with me. So she was like, "You took Tom from me," and I'm like, "Well, sorry, I, I, I don't have him anymore. Steve's Steve's got him now." So yeah, it's like neither of us have him. Neither there of them. Steve, talk to happy? Steve Co- Cochran's got him now. So Cochran was there, and Andre was there, Stephanie was there, and it was great. They put us all together, and we had a great time, and the food was terrific. And um, there was a long line at the bar, but that didn't concern me now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was not, you know. But uh everybody was b- beautiful uh first dance. Uh the you know the 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 matron of honor was also her mother, which was lovely, and she made a be- beautiful speech. Um Tom's mom made a speech, Tom's brother was best man. Um mm-hmm. they had like, I mean uh Esmeralda the biggest wedding party I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So this is like old school Oh no! Wedding. This was full on church Catholic. Catholics are fucking weird. You got to go up. You got to stand up. You sit down. You <laughs> kneel. You stand up. Did you they, sit down. Uh, did they get a um, communion? Did they put oh. the rope on them. They did not put the rope. No, they did not do the rope. <laughs> no. So at least in like Mexican Catholic churches, right. you get a rope. It's like a rope. Right. It's like a. Right. It looks like an infinity symbol, you know. And then yep. it's over the two. Yep. Um, did they go light a candle together? They, they uh, yeah, they did. They they lit the candle. There was a <laughs> communion, and I hadn't eaten anything. And I was like tempted to go up there. I hadn't eaten anything. I was like, I can, use, it's I like, can use, I get a snack? I could use a little bit of the body of Christ right now. That that's pretty cool. Oh my god! Um, and I'm how many know, calories are in that? Uh, I know. Yeah, exactly. How, <laughs> how much cholesterol is in the body of Christ? I need to know that right now. <laughs> uh, so. You know, we're pissing off Catholics right now who are listening, but I don't care. Sure. Um, I'm half Italian and half Irish, Esmeralda, and not Catholic. And people are like, what? You know, people are like, wait, they're this. Are you they're, Protestant? They're this. What? Or are you just nothing? That's what they... <laughs> I, well, okay, look. I was not brought up under any sort of religion. Uh, oh, okay. My grandfather was a preacher right off mm-hmm. the boat from Italy off the boat from Italy, and became, he did, he was like a fire and brimstone in the tent preacher, my grandfather, my dad's Oh. Uh, and he was Pentecostal. So, like, my parents, mm. you know, my, da- my dad and his family did not have a, they didn't do the Christmas thing. They had no tree or anything like that. A very strict upbringing. So my dad was like, that's not going to happen to you. And so, obviously, I didn't go Catholic. When I went to Luther North, I was a, it was a Lutheran high school, but it was like, I was a faker. I was like, I don't believe mm-hmm. in any, I don't know about any of this shit you right know, so. like you don't have to no. i mean you have to um, did you have to go to church when you were in no school? oh in school we had chapel service in the gym yeah, every, I know every they wednesday sometimes yeah think, yeah they would make you go yeah we had a chapel but service go we, right yeah. like you don't have to. well either that or we'd go to we'd go to mcdonald's and get a little tipsy and then come in late oh, <laughs> um so um but now listen you're catholic right mm-hmm and now, so are you? Were you brought up the whole? Did you have to do the whole uh, thing? Strict Mexican Catholic uh, background? 
Uh, yeah, we, so we, I went through all the things. So I did communion, baptism, communion, confirmation, but it wasn't like how people usually know it. So like with confirmation, you have to go to classes and I literally, I had an in, uh, with my aunt who lives in California and she got a nun to essentially do a crash course <laughs> in Catholicism That's so awesome. that I could then do, so I was there for a month. So like every Sunday I would just meet with the nun and like learn whatever the hell and the prayers and everything. And then at yeah. the end of the month, I did my communion. <laughs> oh, you, so I didn't so you, have to go like the, through the whole schooling. So, so you did like an express version. Yeah, because I had awesome. an aunt. My aunt, <laughs> awesome, my aunt was like, she she's part of the church or whatever. So they were like, they they gave me that. <laughs> yeah, wow. And then for confirmation, again, you still have to go to more school. Right. You yeah, do yeah. Um, cataclysm or whatever. Catechism. I went to Mexico and the priest just goes, doot, doot, doot on your forehead and you're done. <laughs> so... <laughs> I yeah. Is that the technical term? Doop doop doop. Is that the? Is that... Yeah, <laughs> he came up and went loop loop. Done. <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. Well, we talked a little bit about Catholicism with Tony Fitzpatrick at Zany's uh, last week, mm-hmm. and that was, <laughs> that, that was yeah. Really and I didn't I didn't go to school like Catholic school or anything because it's right. yeah that was too expensive. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, and then we were really like my mom still. Like my mom and my dad go to church. They don't as much. They don't really anymore because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but before that, they were going pretty much every Sunday. Yeah. Um, but they were going to a church that doesn't. It's all English, and my mom speaks a little bit of English, but not enough to like. Yes, I understand all. She's like, I get it. You know, she understands the beats. Right. <laughs> well, sure. If they just if she just walks in and they go boop beep boop, you're all set. Yeah, it's all kind of it's all the same. Yeah, um, no, so I, she kind of knows what's going on. No, you get the gist. I mean, I, look, yeah. I, had, I, I hadn't gone to a Catholic service in a very, very. I mean, the only Catholic services I ever go to are either weddings or funerals because I'm not Catholic. Mm-hmm. But like, I had forgotten. Oh God, we got to stand up again. I sit down now. We're kneeling. We got to stand. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You know, uh, yeah, I got my exercise in. That's why I was like and then at the end. Music. There's, was there's there music. Yes, singing and all that. You know, all that stuff. Um, it wasn't as long. Um, as I've been to some services where like, geez, I mean, like the full service, this was not, this was probably about an hour long. Okay. So it was, you know, uh, uh, it wasn't as long, uh, but it was, and of course it was lovely, but I, but I, I forgot I, what I wanted to tell you was, uh, the, 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 the bridal party, Esmeralda, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight on each side. Eight on each side. So she had, so eight how many bridesmaids? bridesmaids. Eight bridesmaids. Oh, eight bridesmaids. Eight Did they have a, did she have someone behind her? Like the little girl holding the train? No, no, no. I see. All right. Here's the thing. I was late because of the train. So I didn't see the procession come in. Mm, So I didn't, because I I walked in right when they got to the altar. Like I walked in and I had to like sneak in and sneak into the back. And by the way, can I just say this? This is hilarious. (laughs) All of the, (laughs) all of the sort of radio people. We were all late, and we were all sitting in the back. All of like Andrea, me, <laughs> me, Amy, we're all sitting in, we're all sitting in the back because we showed up late. Except for Cochran, he got he was there, you know. But like all of the ex radio people, like the people who have been fired yeah. from radio, we were all like sitting in the back. <laughs> 
No, but it was beautiful. I just didn't never see. I mean, I was like, my God, you everybody you knew put on a suit and stood up there with you. My God. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah, a lot. that's old school. Eight on each I side. I haven't seen that in a minute. I had five each each time I got married. I had five. We had five mm-hmm. on each side, but eight, like eight full on. Like I was like, my God, sixteen people in the bridal party. Yeah, I haven't really. Yeah, I I'm trying to think. I don't think it was. Yeah, there's maybe three or four for the last wedding that I went to. That was in like, Iceland. Like big? No, no, they didn't have anything. Oh, they didn't have nothing. Um, the 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 one before that was Colin's friend, and he was in it. Yeah, he was the, he was best, the best man. man. Right, right, right. But they right. were like maybe three or four. Yeah, I think. I well, think yeah, it was like three or four uh, bridesmaids, groomsmen, whatever. Um. But yeah, I yeah. haven't seen like a full on. No, and full also, on. this wasn't in a church. This was in a, yeah. in a hotel. No, they had the you know the whole beautiful the matching bridesmaid outfits, the suits, you know the dresses and the suits. Uh, it was full on flowers, all the whole nine. It was a wedding. Wow. It was an actual yeah. wedding. And I haven't uh, been and, to one of those in a minute. Nah, it was like, full on. It was full in on. a church. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> full on the whole deal. And then you went outside, and it was like you know. Ice Station Zebra outside. <laughs> so, and there's this beautiful picture that Tom posted on his, on his social media of, of he and Lauren in front of the church kissing with like her dress blowing in the wind. And it's a mm-hmm. beautiful picture. It's a beautiful, lovely, romantic picture. And, and, it, and, and that, you know, the wind blowing her veil and her dress back and stuff is fantastic. But I immediately write, okay, how fucking cold were you when you took this picture? <laughs> Because they don't have coats on, she's like, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, the, the dress is obviously like sleeveless and like, like strapless, and I was like, oh, I don't know, underst- I don't know how she's not dying right now, like, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, and then the reception was great, and uh, you know, they had a lovely, lovely dancing, and there was, and everybody was like, doof, doof, doof. they did the dancing, they blasted that up. Um, I was did happy. Did they do be- any of the dances? That, they did or not. Any of the songs? No, nah, nah, they did not had- do the. Nope. Now, I, now, I didn't stay for the whole thing. I didn't stay for the whole wedding. But mm-hmm. I stayed pretty late. I stayed till around 10 ish. And by that point, they did not do the the bouquet. They did not do the uh, the garter. They didn't do either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, they did do the first dance right at the beginning with the with the dad, with the mom, and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? um, and that was lovely. And they did do their first dance. But they did it abbreviated. Like, they didn't play a whole song. Like, I've gone to every, every wedding I've ever gone to, the weddings that I had, when we did the dance with the groom and the, and the you know, the, with the groom and his mom or the, the bride and his father and her father, it was a full mm-hmm. song. This was like two verses, sit down, two verses, let's get, let's yeah, get Yeah, I mean, people get tired. Yeah, so they move it. I haven't been to a wedding in a long time, but they move it along. But, but, but they did, you know, then, then the guy get into, you know, the DJ got into like doing some funk. And I was happy because I, uh, uh, they, they played uh, motherfucking Backstreet's Back All Right. <laughs> don't, did don't, you don't, get don't, up don't, and don't. do a whole dance? I did not, no. But ah, I just, well, I was actually walking up to, I was actually about to leave. And then they played that. And I was walking up to Tom and Lauren. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I have to stay for this fucking song. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's got Mummyman and Wolfmanman and all, mm-hmm. you know, you know how I feel. You know how much mm-hmm. I love that song. Oh yeah, and and I walked up. I was like, "This song's a fucking jam." Tom's like, "You're goddamn right, it is." So Tom loves <laughs> Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Backstreet's back. Oh my goodness! So, but no, it was lovely. It was fun, and they had uh, and it was a movie themed reception. So everybody's name card, you know, to take to the table mm-hmm. was a big uh, movie ticket stub. 
Oh, that's had your fun. name on it. And when you could you could leave with they pack I talked to Tom and Lauren, they packaged them themselves. They had pounds and pounds and pounds of Garrett's popcorn that you could take home in little take home containers with their pictures. Oh, on fun. It. Oh, yeah. I like that. It was fantastic. And I, and I and I walked out with three bags. Tom's like, You're only supposed to take one. I'm like, fuck you. You can't, you can't, wow. you, can't, you, can't put it, you can't put out the you can't put out the Chicago mix of Garrett popcorn and expect me to take one. Are you out of yeah. your and they were small they were small. You know, like I you know what I mean? There was a small bag. It wasn't, you know. You can't put the Chicago mix of Garrett's popcorn out and expect people to walk with one. Are you kidding? Yeah, that stuff is so good. It's the best, man. So and the food the food was fantastic. You know, you got your beef, you got your chicken, you had your pasta portion you had it was great 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 time hanging out with Cochran and joking around and seeing Amy I haven't seen Amy Guth in a long time she's you know like immediately after our long ass conversation she's like when am I doing your podcast and I'm like yeah t- tomorrow <laughs> so she's gonna be on and it was fun and nice. seeing Andrea she's a delight I get to see her every once in a while because she you know she does stuff at GN or at uh, god forbid GN fuck WLS <laughs> she does stuff at LS and so um you know uh, so I see her, you know, kind of regularly because she she does podcasts and she sometimes appears on Steve's show. So I get to see her, but I haven't seen Amy in years, you know. So it was fun. It was great. Nice. Yeah, and they and they're a lovely couple. And I, you know, it's one of those deals where like you see these two people, they've been together so long, and I know them. I know them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're supposed to be married. You know what I mean? It's one of those. It's, yeah. it's it, You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like sometimes I go to weddings. And I'm like, oh god, you know, like. And we take bets on how long it's going to last. Like, oh, Jesus. You know. Damn. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, and I've been married, you know, twice, so I'm very cynical about the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are two people that should be married. And it was lovely to see them and the family. And it was great. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Great, great ceremony. The only downside was it was fucking freezing out. And I waited. By the way, on the way home, I waited for the <laughs> – and it was, not, it was like 1030 at night. And the mm. wind was whipping, and it was probably, and I'm not exaggerating when I say it was probably 10 degrees out with the wind Oof. below. I waited 18 minutes for the bus. The early bus. That's oof. with a suit and just a jacket. <laughs> I didn't even have my big puffy coat because I was wearing a suit. Yeah. So I just had like an overcoat on, and I'm like, hey! I was free- <laughs> freezing. My popcorn was freezing. I was not happy. <laughs> so. But it was lovely, and, uh, you know. And they're, uh, you know, they're they're a great they're they're a great couple. So it was fun. It was a, it very was a fun nice. Weekend. So, That's all right, we've got some fun stuff that we're going to be talking about. So, uh, Deanna, our good, and by the way, of course, my dad is going to show up. Uh, but mm-hmm. he, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and hi, Carrie. I love Nick's show. Carrie, when I came home, Carrie's hi, like, I'm Carrie "Hi, Russell, Carrie, and oh. I love Nick's yes. show." She was knocking on the door, saying, "Can I warm you up?" And I'm like, "Carrie, just hold it, it'll be fine." <laughs> wow. So. Hi, I'm Carrie. All right, Russell. Carrie. Was she wearing a wedding dress too? She was. She's like, why yes. didn't I get to go? <laughs> she was wearing a wedding dress, and I was like, I, that gives you uh, that gives me uh, that gives me PTSD. Don't do that uh, immediately. <laughs> so anyway, and then she God said, "Damn it, Nick." Anyway, She's our like, friend, why wasn't I your plus one? And it's like, well, because you're yeah. wearing a wedding dress. That's right. You don't want to. <laughs> there's only one person at a wedding who should be wearing a wedding dress. Exactly. That's right. So. Yeah, I went, on, stag- I, went, I went stag. I was the only one who was stag at the table. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so I sit at the head of the table. I was actually sitting. It was a, it was a rectangular table, and I was sitting at the head of the, t- of the table. Well, that's – there you go. Because I, was, I, was, I, was, I went solo. So there you go. Anyway. 
hey, more popcorn for me. That's the way I look at it. All right. Well, anyway, three bags worth. God damn right. <laughs> uh, so Deanna, our great friend Deanna, who is a big fan of, uh, of the show and is a lovely woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mentioned her before. Well, she sent us each a giant bag full of unbelievably weird snacks from Japan. Full on yes. shipped from Japan. And uh, the company, I believe, is called uh, Shogun Candy. Mm, okay. And they, they have all kinds of snacks. So we are going to taste test a couple of items each episode now until we run out. Oh, yeah. Because we so got a lot. Got a lot. <laughs> so we're taste testing something called Texas Corn. Mm-hmm. And uh, something called the Ice Stick Lipstick Lollipop Candy. These are directly from Japan. And they have all Japanese writing on it. And I, in order to find out what some of these things are, we're going to have to use our Google Lens translator in order to find yes. out what it is. Yes. So, so we'll taste test the Texas corn and the ice stick lipstick candy straight, straight from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think you and I have similar, I sent you a picture of all the stuff, which I'm posting on my social media a picture. of. Yeah. All I stuff. probably, if anything, it's just different flavors that I have. Okay, cool. So uh, it, it'll be fun. So Japanese candy and snacks is what we're going to be taste testing uh, on all kinds of stuff. So I thought it would be fun uh, to talk about some uh, food marketing tricks mm-hmm. that we get tricked into. But before that, as you know, Esmeralda, one of the most popular things we've ever launched on this goddamn podcast is the megaphone <laughs> message. Which, yes. Which yes. I know you love. Why do you love it so much? I love it. Well, because it's so stupid. <laughs> It's just a megaphone, but I love that people are like jumping on board and they're doing like really silly things. They're not just like, oh, happy birthday to Bob. Right. <laughs> right. And the idea people is people are I, making you say really funny things. So I yes, love it. Absolutely. So I will say anything into my magic megaphone. Uh, Jason mm-hmm. Skaggs got me a megaphone and I, you know, I was going to use it for, uh, for, for reverb and stuff, but then he did do this yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. So I use that. But I do have yeah. this megaphone, and I thought, well, hey, if you want me to say something into this megaphone, whatever it is, a secret message that you want to give somebody or something goofy you want me to say, I'll say it into the megaphone. We'll play it back, and it'll sound hilarious. Uh, well, you can yeah. leave those messages with me for the mega- megaphone message. Voicemail us at 773-417-6948, or send me an email with what you want me to say, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. All right, I have one. Before we launch into uh, the food uh, stuff, Mm-hmm. I have one, and this is from Sarah. Uh, Sarah says, uh, I thought of a megaphone message to request. I have a tradition. Uh, well, you know you know what? Let me, um, let me play it, Esmeralda, because I think playing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll give you the, the explanation. But this is a megaphone message from our uh, subscriber, Sarah, and I will explain it after we play it. Here we go. So... Wait. Okay, so what's so what's happening in the background? Okay, so of let me, that message. Let me explain. Let me read that. Let me read it because you heard you heard it right. It's ho ho ho, but it's very you know. Oh well, I heard how how how. No, it's it's ho ho ho. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so let me explain it. With her email. Mm-hmm. Sarah says, all right, I just thought of a megaphone message to request. I have a tradition of watching Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Have you ever okay. seen that movie, Esmeralda? No. <laughs> One of the worst movies ever made. By the way, 
the factory theater about uh, 27 years ago did a musical version of it, a stage version of it. And it was fucking spectacular. Mm. Uh, Santa Claus Conquers the March in 1964, 65, the movie. Uh, we watch it every year around this time. Uh, and one of our favorite lines that we love to repeat is when John Call, who plays Santa Claus, says, ho, 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 after he learns that the Martians don't intend to send him back to Earth. If you can replicate that line, I would just be so delighted to hear it in the megaphone. So this is directly from the movie. And the reason he's saying it... (laughs) And the reason he's saying it... It's a guy dressed up as Sam. The reason he's saying it is because one of the Martians just said... You will no longer, you will not be returning to Earth. You are, you are staying here at Mars, and he is not happy, and his ho-ho-ho reflects that. So he's... <laughs> so that's Santa. Oh, my God. I so, thought it was like, you know, like that song. A how, that how, song. how, how. Yes. Yeah, the muddy, the muddy, muddy waters, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you thought it was muddy. I water. thought it was that. No, it's Santa being very disappointed that the, that the Martians have captured him. Interesting. That's what. <laughs> so there you go. There's your megaphone message. <laughs> and, and seriously, Esmeralda, if you've not seen Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, mm-hmm. um, it is truly one of the greatest worst movies of all time. Like it is, it's one of those movies that's so terrible. It's absolutely hilarious. Mm, okay. And and the factory did a live musical version of it years ago. Um, so anyway, so again, hey, if you have uh, any sort of uh, weird message or something you would like me to say into the megaphone or recreate uh, that little scene from uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, just let us know and we'll do it. Okay. So food, Esmeralda, we love it. Yes. And I sent you this article, which is basically 15 food marketing tricks they've been duping us with over the years. So in order to sell food, in order to get us to buy it, to taste it, to eat it, uh, they have to advertise it. They have to kind of get us excited or to buy it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what are, do you have any of these uh, marketing things? Do you remember, before we jump into this specific uh, article uh, of some Mm -hmm. of the tricks that they use, are there any, do you, do you have any like food Fast food or food marketing campaigns or TV commercials that were your favorite to get you to buy items. Like I'll give you, um, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick one on me just to uh, for, for you to jump off on. For me, yeah. one of the greatest sort of food related marketing uh, uh, commercials ever was when um, Randy Savage uh, was doing Slim Jim. A snap no. into a Slim Jim. You remember when? Uh, Ran- so you wanted to slap and snap into a Slim Jim? Be- then? Thanks, to, because of Macho Man. Yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> snap into a Slim Jim. That was always. I want to a- be like Randy Macho Man Savage. That's right, and, and, snap, and I happen to be snap a- into Slim Jims. I happen to be a fan of Slim Jims anyway. I happen to love them. I think they're great. And but like having him do that, it's, I think that's one of the most legendary food ad campaigns of all time. The snap yeah. into a Slim Jim. So For that sure. kind of thing. Do you have any favorites from your from your uh, past? Um, I would say the five dollar foot long. Oh God! Uh, subway song because to this day, I still know it. Yep. Um, and it will never leave. I on my on my deathbed, <laughs> I will be able to sing that damn five, song. Five dollar, five dollar foot long. Foot long. <laughs> And then how about when they, when they would do the special February, February, remember? Cause February was like, <laughs> yeah, 
No, that's a classic. That's one that will stick in your head. For uh, now, you you might be too young for this. I think you are too young for this. But do you remember the Big Mac song? Um, I'm familiar with it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember you, it in commercials. I, at its popularity, you weren't born yet because you were born in '83, and this was like a late mm-hmm. '70s thing, a mid to late '70s thing. Mm, okay. And it was two all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. That was that was the 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 Big Mac uh, thing was two all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Mm-hmm. And so that I think was a great sort of marketing ploy to get you. And there are so many more. Maybe people. By the way, if you if you have some and you want to tell us which are your favorites of the ridiculous food campaigns. Um, you can leave them at 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Now, the marketing things here, these are just kind of like sort of uh, tricks that they use. Like the first one here is scent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, uh, while most bakeries do their kneading and uh, seating in the hours that shouldn't exist uh, to make sure that their goodies are f- are fresh every morning, Panera Bread does the opposite to make sure that the store smells like fresh bread when you walk in. And Cinnabon places their ovens near the front of the stores to lure you away from smelling the candles at Bath uh, and Body Works, Bed Bath and Body Works. I mean, I will tell you that walking by a subway, I'm not a big subway fan. Yeah. It's like, I like it. It's okay. But the the smell of that bread, man. <laughs> no, it's true. There's something about it. I don't know what it is about that damn bread. It smells so delicious. When I first um, mo- When I first moved in here, there's a there's a mobile gas station at, at on the corner of Irving and Pulaski, which is a block and a half away from where I live. It's a 24 hour mobile, so they've got like a like a a convenience food place in there, so you can go in, mm-hmm. you know, and get snacks or drinks or whatever. But they used to have a subway in there, and mm. when I first moved in, I was a drinking man for the first four years I lived in this apartment, and so I would walk in there, I would stumble in there loaded. Just to grab something, and then I would go because the subway was open twenty four hours, and I'd walk in. And again, Esmeralda, as soon as I'd smell it, I'd walk out with a fucking six footer. You know. (laughs) What were you going to say? uh, No, I'm just it's it smells so good, and then also I don't think Popeyes means to do this. They just it just happens. The the smell of Popeyes. Oh. wafting from their place of business. My oh my gosh. Listen, How it is so tempting. I, I can't I can't even explain to you, Esmeralda. I lived blocks away from the Lawrence and Kimball Brown line stop. Um I could not. I would I not be able to listen. And I used to take that to go down to GN and I would walk to that corner and you could fucking smell there's a they're in the strip mall across the street from the yeah. Brown Line stop. Oh is a Popeye's and you can smell it from that corner. You go, and I, I can't tell you the number of times where I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to Popeye's now. I don't need to, but I'm going. Right. Oh, you'd be like, I'll eat it later Best. or now. <laughs> There's this, uh, the, 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 the big series finale, the very final episode of Atlanta mm-hmm. is the, one of the plot lines is that, um, urn and van and, um, and Paperboy all go to visit a, a, an old friend of theirs who is opening a who's, who's opening a black sushi restaurant that used to be a blockbuster, <laughs> and, um, and it's still got the you know it's still got the the facade the black black blockbuster right. facade on the yeah. outside. And they're going there to support their friend, and they go and, and it happens to be right across the street from a Popeyes. 
Oh no! And, uh, and it's the and like they don't want to be there. They don't like the guy very much. And of course, this is they try. They're trying to make it sort of a, a an urban black uh, uh, sushi place. And the concept is mm-hmm. bad. And the sushi is bad. And all they do is just keep looking out the window across the street at the Popeye, <laughs> where they're seeing people walk out eating the chicken sandwich and laughing. And it's mm. hilarious. It's hilarious. But it's true. Yeah, smell that Popeyes, man. What do you normally get when you go to Popeyes? Do you have a go-to? Um, I always get a bone-in. Like I never get the boneless tenders or anything. I get yeah. the bone-in whatever. Because usually I never, I've never really eaten there. Like in the store, I usually get it to go. Yeah. So then that affords me the the ability to get like the family meal. <laughs> Gotcha. So I get like an eight piece or like yeah, a ten yeah, yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I. But I usually get it not spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just get the so I get like a family meal with mashed potatoes, and then sometimes I'll get uh some popcorn Cajun chicken. Rice? Do you get Cajun rice? No, I'll get the oh. popcorn chicken meal. Okay, I go with either. <laughs> I, want, I mean, because you like, can't just get the popcorn chicken. It's weird. <laughs> or no, not the chicken. I'm sorry, the popcorn shrimp. Popcorn shrimp, right? Popcorn shrimp, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I usually and I, like you. Um, I don't go for the strips or the nuggets or whatever. I go. I get like a three piece. Um, I get like a three piece mix with you know the, it comes with the biscuit, but I, I get mashed potatoes and gravy because the mashed potatoes and gravy are mm-hmm. unbelievable, and the and the mm-hmm. Cajun rice is spectacular. The Cajun rice, but the chicken sandwich is phenomenal. The chicken sandwich I had is it once phenomenal. Yeah, so. I had it once, but I love. Just the fried chicken. Me too. So. <laughs> no, no. That's what I go to. Every once in a while, I'll get a chicken sandwich. Every once in a while. I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'll have a chicken sandwich. But when I go to Popeye's, it's a three-piece, man, with the, with with uh, mm-hmm. with mashed potatoes and, and, and Cajun rice. <laughs> Forget. And then get out of the way, because I'll eat your face if you come near it. Yeah. Get, like, don't. And then don't. somebody told me recently that Popeye's is doing turkeys? They do. No, no, no. That's not new. They do. I had one one year. My mom didn't want to cook. So we got it. We got. So are they like fried, like with the breading, or what's the deal? No, 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 no. They're Cajun spiced. It's like they're baked. You know what I mean? But it's it's got all of the spices that you would like the Cajun spices that are associated with the flavor that is associated with Popeyes is how they do the turkey. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. (laughs) No, I want I want Popeyes breading on that damn turkey. You're gonna deep fry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. Okay. Yeah, I want the I want the breading. I, I no, I, I'm with I you. I'm, I'm with you. But I've had it. But I've had it from Popeyes. It's good. Let me just say, it's okay. really, really good. And of course, you know Aww. anything. I'm any, disappointed. I thought it was like breaded, like Popeyes chicken. I, the advantage is you don't have to make it. That's that's the reason why it sells. Right. Because it's like right. a fucking two day process to make a Thanksgiving meal. You know what I mean? But yeah. just go to Popeyes and you get something that resembles the flavor of Popeyes, and it's a turkey, and it's juicy, and it's good. <laughs> So anyway, all right. How about colors? Explain uh, how colors tempt us, Esmeralda. Um. So with colors, uh, well, here's the question: Have you ever noticed that all fast food restaurants have roughly the same color schemes? Um, it's a lot of uh, red and yellow because those are at least yellow is a happy color. Right. But uh, red is the color of alarms and stop signs, which means urgency, which means quickly. Essentially, I'm. I'm. This is my take, I guess, is they want the red for emergency, fast, 
eat the happy bits. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. so red is like, ah! And then right. the yellow is the happy. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, I need happy now. Yeah. Give me that chicken. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So colors are another way to bring us in. How about meaningless buzzwords? I like this one. Um, the, the only legal requirement for calling food, quote unquote, fresh is that it's never been frozen. It doesn't mean um, that it won't have the texture of a limp diaper. You almost oh. never eat Kobe beef, and the term cage-free, quote-unquote, is just an impressive, an impressive exercise in semantics. So there's a lot of meaningless yeah. bullshit buzzwords, which we've talked about before. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like with the egg thing, I always get pasture-raised. Right. Because that means they are truly free chickens roaming around eating bugs. Living their lives. Living their lives. And then one day, well, no, (laughs) actually, one day they just take their eggs. I mean, you know what? That too, though. Right, right. I'm sure. Yeah, that too. Those happy chickens are probably getting the... In the last five minutes, Esmeralda, we've been talking about all kinds of ways to eat products from chickens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I will tell you, I am the most... I am one of these people that is so susceptible uh, like, even if you tell me, like, right now, I'm like, mm, maybe I should get some Popeyes later. <laughs> like, yep. Just the idea of just, if I just hear Popeyes. I like, know. Mm. No, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm, honestly, God, Esmeralda, I, you know, it's a good thing we're not talking about pot bellies because there's one right across. Well, now, wait, now I just got pot bellies in my head. There's a pot bellies. See, I don't literally, really like pot bellies. I love pot I I'm not a fan. Pop-ups. I'm not a fan of toasted sandwiches. Oh, like I, I do not like Quiznos. No, thank you. Well, Quiznos. The only thing I liked about Quiznos was when they had the the rats advertising. Ah, it's got a rat. It's got a pepper bar. <laughs> the the those guys. Yeah, I but love the, the fact that they toast their sandwiches has no, I, always like I've been like I, no, thank you. I don't go to Subway very often. Uh, sometimes I do because there's mm-hmm. one right across the street from the music box, and I go every once mm-hmm. in a while. But or actually now I don't ever go there because. Like, I now always go to the empanada place next to the music box. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to go to Subway because that empanada place is fantastic. Uh, but I always get it toasted when I go to Subways. Always. I No, thank you. I like a cold sandwich. Hey, by the way, <laughs> if you're interested in a cold sandwich, if you ever come and visit me at my place, uh, mm-hmm. blocking away, a block, block two, two blocks west of where I live, Jimmy, uh, a, not a Jimmy John's, a uh, Mike's uh, just opened up. Oh, is it Mike's? Oh, uh, Mike, yeah, Mike's I know what you're so, talking about. Yeah, Mike's just opened up. So whatever the hell that is. So. Yes. All is right. it cold sandwiches? It is. It's all, yes. I'm a fan Mike's. of a cold cut. Of a cold cut with a nice soft bread, <laughs> some mayo mustard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's Jersey Mike's. Sorry, Jersey Mike's. Oh, there Jersey you go. Mike's. Jersey yeah. Mike's. And it's, yeah, that's... the toast, I just can't get down on it. Yeah. Can't get down on it. All right. Well, listen, um, let's let's try some Japanese stuff. You ready? Before mm-hmm, my dad gets yes. in here to tell a joke. So Which let's one do would the, you... Well, why don't we do the, you know, save the ice stick lipstick, because that's a dessert, and the other one looks right. like a savory. Okay. So okay. Texas corn, and yes. um, we'll post pictures. You take pictures of your stuff, and I'll take pictures of my stuff, and we'll post All it. Right. But this first stuff, these are directly from Japan, from the Shogun Candy and Snack Company. Yeah, so mine so is, is yeah. Oko, Okanam, Oka. Here, I looked it up and now I can't. 
It's Oko no Oko. <laughs> Oka no Oka no Mayaki. <laughs> Omanoki, Oka no Mayaki from, uh, and it's Texas corn is what they call it. Yes. So okay. mine is Okonomiyaki flavored, okay. which is like kind of like a pancakey with sauce. Yeah. And then yours is what flavor? Um, I don't even know. I didn't do the. Uh... Wait, oh, let me. So yours is octopus. <laughs> There's an octopus <laughs> on the front. Hold yes. On, let me. So yeah, yours is yours is t- t- takoyaki. Okay. Which is uh, made of, it's a a Japanese appetizer made of uh, wheat flour batter and diced octopus. And mine is a savory pancake made with wheat flour batter. Okay. I don't know what makes them Texas corn, but. (laughs) Yeah, mine is, this is actually, mine is, I just looked it up. Mm. I did the Google thing. And it's actually sort of a, it's it's a a kind of a cheese puff is what they call it. Mm. It's a Texas Mm. corn cheese puff. Matasumayama. Matasumayama cheese puff. Oh, I like these. Yeah. All right, let me. Mine are a little, there's like a little tart to it. Hmm. Okay. A little vinegary esque. No, mine are definitely corn. Mine are different. Mine are definitely corn flated. Uh, There's no vinegary flour to it at all. No, they are corn treats, but what they're based off of. Yeah. This is cheese. More, more. It's more corn cheese, but there's no. This is definitely savory, and there's nothing vinegary about it. So, what do you think? Good. Yeah, I don't mind these. These are, um, you know, they're like Cheeto cheese puffs, but mine don't have cheese. <laughs> mine do. But they're that consistency. Yeah, I like them. The Texas corn. I'm good, and I like my little. I like my little uh, uh, octopus friend. He looks. I'm seeing a picture online, and he is. He's sweating. He's adorable. And he looks, he, he, is he's he yelling? Sweating. No, he's sweating, and he looks. He looks confused and scared, like they're going to kill him or something. But there's no octopus. So flavor I think at he's. All. So I think he's sweating because, um, I think he's making them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So okay. like he's because I think what he's holding are fans. It does look like that, think... or yeah, or yeah, rattles. It looks like a rattle, but it could be a fan. I don't know. It's weird, whatever it is. So they right, might let's try... use fans to like make to, them. I forget <laughs> to cool them off while they're on the conveyor belt. Maybe, maybe. yeah. So maybe he's making them okay. out of his own people. So uh, <laughs> yes, on your end for your for your snack. Yes, that's a good one. And yeah. yes, on yes on my end. Okay. Let's try the ice stick lipstick lollipop candy, which is assorted fruit flavors directly from Japan. Okay. Well, I will give you the yeah. cover of this. That looks like a wiener. It looks what? The the picture of the lollipop on mm-hmm. the cover of this, it looks like they look like wieners. They do. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I, t- I, I, take, I took it out. It's just, it's just, it's basically just a small multicolored lollipop of, Purple, white, and green is the color. Yes. So it is a mixed fruit lollipop. It's supposed to remind you of ice candy, whatever that is. (laughs) All right. Well, here we go. Ice stick lipstick candy. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mine tastes kind of like a, um, like a orange, uh, an orangesicle. Yeah. Because mine's got like, what flavor is yours? What are you, what are you getting? 
It's very sort of artificial fruit flavored. Appley. It's very appley. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine's orange. I'm getting orange and like Mine's creamy. definitely mine's definitely sort of creamy apple. That's what it is. It's good. Mm. It's good. It's tasty. I will finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind this. Yeah, it's good. I kind of wish it was tart. <laughs> it's not very tart. No, you're right. It's not tart. It's more cream when it's when you, the aftertaste is not. It doesn't zing your tongue. Right. It's sort of creamy, it's but it still just... has an a, an appley fruity flavor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good with this. So the ice stick lipstick lollipop candy from, by the way, S and M. All right. And then the Texas corn. So two yeses. So far, the Japanese snacks did not yeah. disappoint. Yeah. All and right. we got a whole bag of, of stuff. So we'll, we we'll find out. So, so far, uh, yes for all of the items, the three items that we tried. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-oh. It's all... Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. Hi, Carrie. I love Nick's show. Are you ready for a joke, Esmeralda? Because I see my dad. Yeah. All right, here of we course. Go. It's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What'd I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Oh, yes! Here we go! Yeah. So my dad uh, tells a joke, and by the way, killed last week at Zany's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, like, we didn't, I don't even know what we were doing there. Yeah, like, and he's going to... It should have all been your dad. He'll come back for the next one. We're going to have it. Uh, the next one will be in January. We're going to do it. We're going to you know uh, try and do it monthly, which we're going to do it monthly at Zany's in Rosemont. My dad will be there uh, to tell the jokes, as long as he's not working at the jewel. Nice. But he's here to tell a joke yeah. right now. All right, Dad, hit it. How does a dog like a phone if it has collar ID? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. <laughs> nice. I like it. Co- collar ID. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was fun. We got more Japanese candy that we're going to uh, uh, eat. And you know what? We still have more mm-hmm. of these uh, these crazy food marketing schemes that we'll, we'll finish up the next time. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Next time, Steve, Ch- uh, Steve Childress, they've married. Uh, Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve Procopi and Eric Childress are going to be my guest. Movie reviews. Uh, and uh, the next episode drops Friday. It'll be the day after Thanksgiving. So all the big holiday Thanksgiving releases are coming out, uh, including mm. Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans and uh, Glass Onion and uh, my, my, my future uh, ex-husband, Timothy Chalamet. I love him so much. His new movie, mm-hmm. Bones and All, will review all of those on uh, the next episode. And uh, Esmeralda, you will be back as well. Yes. We want you to be uh, here too. Advertise with us if you want. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Leave your voicemail 247-773-417-6948. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. My thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Rate and review us all on every platform. Jason Skaggs, thank you. My thanks to Jim Ryan for a fantastic music-filled visit. And we will see you next time on the Nick D Podcast right here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.